We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 67. Our guest today has an incredible story because she was a horse owner who had a mare who was suffering from some ulcer issues and needed some extra support, but she couldn't really find anything out on the market that had really great quality products and could really help her horse in the way that she needed. So she decided to take matters into her own hands and develop an amazing company called Equine Elixirs. This company has become one of the top companies in the industry and is used by many top professionals. So let's hear a little bit more about Equine Elixirs from the founder and CEO, Liz Ehrlich. So we'd love to get into how you first got into the equestrian industry and and what that looked like for you. So I grew up riding in North Salem, New York. So I was always around horses. I took some time off uh, from riding when I was in college and law school. And then when I started working at my first law firm in Manhattan, and then it wasn't until I moved down to Palm Beach in around 2012 that I really picked up again where I'd left off. Amazing. And what did that look like for you? Were you competing? Were you owning horses? What did that look like for you? I really had stopped competing around the time I went to college. When I would come back uh, for breaks, I would show my dad's horse in the adult divisions and we always did very well. But then once I was in law school, I really didn't have time to go to shows, but I always had a horse at home. And so when I'd come home, I would ride. And these days I still am not really competing much anymore. I'm a little too busy with the business and and other things in life, but I very much enjoy having my horse and riding every day. And being at the shows and being around the competitive environment, it's just that I don't really have the time to compete myself. So I still have all the fun involved in riding, Mm -hmm. taking lessons, working on improving in various skills. I, I have my own horse, but yeah, not, not too much on the competition front for me these days. Yeah. When you were in law school, what were you thinking at the time was the end goal career-wise? I assumed I would be a lawyer. I think in law school, I didn't know at first what type of law I would be in. When I graduated, I went to work uh, for Sullivan Cromwell in New York, which is like a Wall Street law firm, a big banking firm. And I ended up doing securities litigation and white collar criminal defense. And I guess for a while, I just thought that's what I would do. My husband and I at some point decided, you know, we, we didn't want to be in the city the rest of our lives. We both love the beach. So um, we relocated to Palm Beach in Florida. And when I moved to Florida, I started doing probate and estate litigation, which was uh, a change from securities litigation, but it was, it was actually very interesting and there were a lot of entertaining uh, elements to it. Uh, yeah. And I just assumed that I would continue to be a lawyer. At what point did that shift happen? So around the time I got Bella, which was probably five years ago. She had some ulcer issues and gastric issues Hmm. and some behavioral issues that stemmed from that. We treated her with GastroGuard and then I was looking for 
a maintenance product for her. I tried a bunch of different ones. I didn't really feel that they worked all that well. And some were very expensive and mm-hmm. some had ingredients in it that I, I didn't know what they were. And so I thought that I would just see if I could put together something that would maintain her uh, and keep her comfortable. And it was around that time that I came up with the Ulceracer product and it had such a marked impact on her and it improved her behavior and her comfort level. And I started giving it to other people to try. And given the connections that I had with a lot of top riders, uh, having grown up in North Salem, I reached out to them. I asked them if this was an issue that you know they were dealing with. And they said that you know, gastric health was probably one of two top health issues that they focus on. And I would send them samples for their feedback. And they all said the same thing, that it just made such a substantial difference in their horse's comfort level and performance. And so I started the company while I was working as a lawyer. And it was something I was just doing on the side. I don't think I thought at that point that it would necessarily be successful enough to turn into a full-time job. But as time went on, it became clear that it was it was definitely going to be a lot more successful than my law career. And it was a lot more fun. So it was a no brainer for me to switch over. How cool. So I'm backing up a little bit. How did you go from saying, okay, there's nothing out there that is perfect for Bella and her issues to actually like creating Ulsi Racer and having that physical product? What, what all went on in, in between that point? So I studied a lot of the products that existed on the market and I, looked at the ingredients and I researched the ingredients to try and understand what it was that all of those ingredients were attempting to do. Like what problem were they trying to solve? And I I started to see a trend as far as certain types of ingredients in products. Like you want something that helps buffer acid, but you want something that helps uh, strengthen the underlying mucosa and the foregut and the hindgut. You want something that increases circulation and helps heal lesions. So I I started to get a sense of what the products were trying to do. And then I did a lot of research. I read a lot of studies that were done in horses and in humans and in other laboratory animals just to see, you know, the various causes of ulcers, the various cures for ulcers, how you can try and prevent the recurrence of ulcers. And it was a very clear picture. It's not that I discovered anything. Ulcers and gastric problems are very well understood. It's just a matter of putting together the ingredients in the right volumes to help address the underlying issues. And since horses evolved to be grazing animals, it's very unnatural for them to just have three meals a day. So the product needed to try and do something to help buffer the acid that was accumulating in their stomach and strengthen the underlying barrier. And so when I had a pretty good understanding of the problem and and how uh, different companies were trying to solve the problem in their own way, I came up with my own approach, which was to find the highest quality whole food ingredients that contained the right amount of vitamins, minerals, amino acids, uh, pH value to really help the gastric problems that horses face because of the sort of environment that they live in with us. Yeah, that's incredible. 
as you were kind of making this discovery with your first product, is this marketed as a product and along with the rest of your line that is good for maintenance? Obviously, Bella had some some issues with ulcers, but is this something that every horse should be on for maintenance for overall health? Well, the first thing is, you know, you always have to be realistic in that horses, just like people, are unique. And they all respond to different things in different ways. So a product might be successful for one horse or for many horses, but it may not work for all horses. So I think that the majority of horses in competition environments do suffer from some type of gastric problem, whether it's the foregut, the hindgut. I think the majority of trainers and riders realize that they have to do something to try and keep their horse's stomachs comfortable. Mm -hmm. For some horses, that might mean that they have to be maintained uh, regularly on a small dose of uh, omeprazole or Gastrogard. There are some horses that will respond extraordinarily well to a maintenance supplement like Ulceracer, and they don't need to be maintained with additional forms of medication. But every horse is unique. And so I always like to be very honest and straightforward with people about the fact that Ulceracer works for the vast majority of horses and the success rate that we've had is really incredible. But certainly you need to know your horse and because every horse is different, you might have to have some type of additional program tailored to keep your horse as comfortable as possible. What are some signs for anyone listening that they might have a horse that has some ulcer issues? The common signs tend to be that horses are irritable and girthy. So if you're putting on your saddle and the horse is pinning its ears or shaking its head or trying to turn around and bite you or bite its stomach when you tighten the girth, that might indicate some uh, discomfort in its stomach. If when you're riding and you add leg, your horse sort of resists and is a little sulky and perhaps turns around and look at, looks at your leg or mm-hmm. you know, wants to just plant its feet in the sand. Horses that have a dull coat, horse that might be losing weight, in general, a horse that has a bad attitude. These are just some general signs that perhaps they could have some stomach issues. And then with relation to colic, what are your thoughts as far as horses that are prone to colicking and overall stomach health and ulcers? Well, there are a lot of different reasons why a horse will colic. Mm -hmm. And some horses are more predisposed to colicking than others. So it's really hard for me to say, you know, in every case, what you should do for a horse that has that type of predisposition. Right. One of the things that you know is known to cause colic is a buildup of sand or debris in the gut. That can be irritating. That can lead to discomfort and colic. Ulceracer um, is hydrophilic, uh, which means that it attracts water because two of the ingredients, the chia and the cold milled flax, will attract water and they'll become somewhat gelatinous mm. um, throughout the digestive system. So they will attract water. They become a little slimy. And it actually attracts uh, sand and debris in the gut and helps take it out, almost like a sand clear. So that's something that, you know, is beneficial for horses that are predisposed to colic. Some horses get gas colic. Others are just sensitive uh, because of changes in weather. Mm -hmm. Some colic because they're stressed. Ulceracer does help. uh, Reduce stress and anxiety. The pumpkin seed is high in magnesium and tryptophan. So that tends to have an overall relaxing effect. 
but there's there's not a one size fits all thing when it comes to horses and why they colic. This episode is so graciously brought to you by Redding Goat Equestrian. Redding Goat Equestrian created outerwear pieces that are waterproof, breathable, and insulated in one technical piece. Yes, top and bottom in one piece. That is perfect whether you're riding in sub-zero temperatures or in a monsoon of rain. And let's be honest, I'm a Floridian and I still wear it during our Florida winters. It is amazing. They also have tons of pockets and pouches to stash your keys, your phone, spurs, you name it. And it also has a beautiful silhouette, so it doesn't look super bulky. You need to see this for yourself. So head on over to Redding Goat Equestrian. That's R-E-D-I-N-G-O-T-E equestrian.com. And you can check out for yourself. See their winter insulated gear as well as their rain gear. Also, be sure to use the code podcast and you'll receive a free tote with any purchase of a suit. Thanks so much, Redding Goat Equestrian. All right, let's head on back to the episode. So as you were growing equine elixirs, obviously more amazing products came to be. What was your thought process as far as what you were going to create next? It was actually a very easy decision for me because uh, Bella had always been on depot as long as I had her. And she would get a fair amount of depot on a weekly basis. I really didn't like that she had to get weekly injections. She would often be sore in her neck at the mm-hmm. injection site. I also found that, you know, for the first few days uh, of the week, she was terrific. But then there were sort of diminishing marginal returns. I could always tell when she was getting closer to mm-hmm. needing that, that weekly shot. So I decided I wanted to come up with an alternative to depot. This was before... Depo was banned. There had been some discussions about whether or not in the future Depo would be banned. That was not my primary reason for creating an alternative. It was truly because I wanted an alternative to maintain Bella's hormonal levels in a way where there were no side effects, Mm -hmm. where it was a more consistent delivery system. And so I started doing the research on what I would need to put together to sort of keep her regulated. And as I started doing that research, it became clear that this was something that would apply to all horses across the board, geldings and stallions, not just mares. Mm -hmm. Um, Though Bella was the initial test subject because she was my horse, I did give it to a number of the riders that I work with that have horses that make very good test subjects for various reasons. And when they tested on their horses, they found the same results that I did, which was that the horses felt that they were being maintained just as well as when they were on the depot, but that we didn't have the negative side effects associated with it. That's huge. I definitely resonate with the idea of wanting to keep a horse even-tempered and not have their attitude be so negative, but on the other hand, not wanting to have to give them an injection or shot on a consistent basis. There's always, I think, that balancing act. So finding something with amazing ingredients that you can give your horse. And like you were saying, they are receiving it on a consistent basis is such a great problem solve. From there, once that started working with your different test subjects and with Bella, what was your process like for for launching your next product? And is that Positude? Positude, yes. Positude is the uh, hormonal. Yeah. Cool. I knew it sounded familiar (laughs) because that's one of your top products now, correct? So, uh, Ulceracer and Positude are definitely 
two of the top products. Tidbits is the other product, which is the treat for digestion and, and ulcery horses. But we have several other products coming out that people have actually been using, existing customers Ooh, have been using okay. over the last year. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about those. So we've got two products that we started making available to clients last fall during indoors. They're called Kamikaze and Immunox. And Kamikaze, spelt with a C, like C-A-L-M, okay. is a daily forage-based calmer that helps regulate serotonin and cortisol. Wow. And Immunox is a daily forage-based blend for antioxidant support, muscle recovery. It reduces oxidative stress boosts the immune systems, high in natural vitamin E. And we had planned to have these two products coincide with the launch of our new website, which we were hoping to actually do about six months ago. Yeah. Uh, but with everything that started happening with um, COVID and the yeah. pandemic, the website launch got pushed back. So the launch of new products got pushed back. Sure. But after we had made them available to people starting last fall, they all said that they didn't want to go without it. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I couldn't really take it back. We continued to make those products available, but we have not been marketing them since people can't go to the website and buy them sure. yet. So it's something that they only know about by word of mouth. So we do wow. periodically get calls where people are asking for kamikaze and immunox. And I always chuckle uh, because I have to ask them where they heard about it from. It's not really uh, available. You have to have like a secret password. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it, it will be available very soon. Though. Wow. Okay. That's so cool. I feel like calming products are such a buzz topic in our industry because there's obviously, you know, very specific regulations as far as calming. And there are some products out there that maybe claim to do something and don't, or every horse is different, like you were saying. But how would you describe Kamikaze as far as some of your active ingredients that really help make the product effective? So as with uh, Ulceracer, Kamikaze is a whole food-based product. So it, it looks a little bit like a granola. And the way it works is that the whole food ingredients themselves are high in different forms of magnesium, tryptophan, and it has a two-pronged approach to calming. The first is through magnesium, tryptophan, and B vitamins, which is considered a very standard approach for helping supplement a horse's diet if a horse may be a little low in those various vitamins, amino acids, and minerals to help support their nervous system. Right. But the other prong is the adaptogenic ingredients that actually help regulate serotonin and cortisol. So when a horse is stressed or nervous, it produces adrenaline and cortisol, which are hormones that tend to kick in for the fight or flight response. And what the product does is it actually helps reduce the amount of cortisol and instead help increase the amount of serotonin, which mm. is a more calming hormone. Wow. So a lot of people will find that depending on their horse, some might respond better to the positive, which regulates progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone. Some might respond better to the kamikaze that regulates serotonin and cortisol. But then there are a lot of horses that actually do really well with both because it covers all bases. Got it. And you talking about cortisol made me think of, I have a horse in my care who has Cushing's and was told this time of year, especially that cortisol levels tend to increase. And do you have a lot of clients that have horses with Cushing's and have they found specific products work well for them to kind of balance those hormones? Yes, actually the positude has been very good for horses with Cushing's. There's yeah. some research 
that shows that chaseberry, which is one of the ingredients in positude, has actually been used very successfully for metabolic forces instead of prescription medication. Wow. That's amazing because it's definitely something that I feel like is it can be pretty common with older horses. And if it can be regulated, it's very manageable. And finding something that you could do with whole food products instead of medication for years and years has to be so helpful for the horse's overall health in the long run. Exactly. So as you are coming out with more products with equine elixirs, what have you found have been some high points of your career? And what have you found have been some challenges you've faced? High points. Honestly, every day sort of feels like a high point to me. The fact that I get to spend every day working on interesting projects, coming up with new products, cutting edge ingredients, interesting packaging designs getting to talk to riders that were role models of mine growing up, mm-hmm. you know, Olympic, Olympic riders, getting to interact with them, talking to them about their horses and what they're looking for as far as trying to help alleviate certain health problems or concerns. Those are all high points. And then when I get to watch them go in the ring and have a lot of success, you know, I definitely uh, have a sense of pride in getting to be associated with helping get them there. There's obviously a lot of people behind the scenes. And, you know, what we do is a small part of it, but it it still feels great to be a part of all of those top programs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that seems like it's a pretty good gig then if you are loving life pretty much every day. I mean, that's that's the goal for sure. What would you say have been some some challenges that you've faced? Challenges really have to do with like the global marketplace. Um, Sure always making sure to source quality ingredients, um, having to do our background due diligence on making sure we know where they come from, having to watch the commodities markets as prices of these products go up and down, Hmm. um, having to worry about trucking ingredients, storing ingredients, having everything tested by the drug lab that does the FEI testing so that we can be sure that There are never any prohibited substances and what we make. Just keeping on top of all of the regulations and staying on top of, you know, international trade issues, that can sometimes be a little stressful. You can get bogged down in that. Creating new custom machinery, having to install machinery, making sure that it works on a daily basis, sort of just the, the little things, those can sometimes cause a little bit of stress. Totally. Yeah. It sounds like it could be a complete full-time job in and of itself just to make sure that you're staying on top of regulations. I spend a lot of time (laughs) studying regulations, uh, doing testing, confirming all testing protocols. Yes, that is definitely number one priority for us uh, so that people know and can trust that our products are safe. Definitely. Across all of your products, what are the different modes of ingestion for the horses? What does that all look like? So we don't have anything that's a pellet. Ulceracer, kamikaze, and immunox are all forage-based. Got it. The positude is a liquid held in suspension uh, so that every dose is the same. The tidbits are cookies made of the same ingredients from ulceracer and baked and dehydrated so that they can have a two-year shelf life without having to worry about any moisture accumulation. Wow. And then we've got a few new products uh, on the horizon. 
uh, a joint supplement, a hoof supplement, and a calming paste. The hoof supplement will be a forage. The calming paste will be a paste. And the joint supplement will likely be some type of powder, not quite a powder, a powder with a little bit more fluffiness to it. And then tell me a little bit of the difference in the forage-based versus a different pellet-based supplement as far as the benefits to do forage and what goes into making that consistency. So one of the benefits uh, of whole food ingredients as opposed to making a pellet is that you know we don't need to use any preservatives. We don't need to use anything to bind the ingredients together, nothing artificial. Horses actually enjoy eating a forage because that's how they evolved to mm-hmm. eat that type of food on their own. And chewing a forage actually increases the amount of chewing time. So it slows down the rate at which they eat. It increases the amount of saliva, which is important for helping buffer acid. So all of that really goes towards improving the digestive process from the very beginning. Yeah, that's amazing. What would you say is an area of the industry that you are particularly passionate about that you feel like the rest of the equestrian community either doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk a lot about? It probably would have to do with just everything that goes into the horse's body. You know, people do tend to give a lot of supplements to their horses, which is great because they mean well and they want their horses to have the best of everything. Uh, But sometimes I think something that isn't taken into consideration is the effect that a lot of these products can have uh, when they're all added one on top of the other. It can often result in really reducing the pH in the horse's stomach and negatively affecting their gastric health. That's, that's probably something that I spend a lot of time focusing on and, and educating people about. And also the difference between you know fatty acids. People hear omega fatty acids and they think that they're doing a good thing by giving mm. their horse omega fatty acids. But yeah. omega-6 and 9 actually create inflammation. Omega-3 is the only one that's anti-inflammatory. Wow. So I, you know, I spend a lot of time talking with customers about Uh, nutritional issues, because they just don't know some of these things. Mm -hmm. Where are some resources that horse owners can go to to learn more about things like that? There's a lot of university websites that discuss this type of nutrition. There are studies that you can read online from Google Scholar or Wiley Online. You know, you can get in touch with your vet and they can also help give you access to these studies. Mm -hmm. They're all out there in the public domain. Awesome. So cool. Well, Liz, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. I've been meaning to ask you a lot of these questions. Our horses are all on positive and they have been feeling and acting amazing. One of my clients' horses, Bond, is sometimes your little cover model, but they (laughs) they just love your stuff. They love eating it. And I just think that their results and their attitude is just a testament to all of your hard work making these products be the best possible for our horse. So I I really appreciate you and Equine Elixirs and you taking the time to come on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, yes, I love Bond. He is absolutely (laughs) spectacularly beautiful and he will be featured on the website in uh, more than one way. (laughs) I love it. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.